Welcome to PSQH the Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, Editor-in-Chief of PSQH. On this episode, I talk to Dr. Hilton Hudson, a cardiothoracic surgeon and CEO of HPC International, about the need to improve the recruitment and retention of nurses. And now, on to the interview. I'm joined today by Dr. Hilton Hudson, a cardiothoracic surgeon and CEO of HPC International. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hudson. Uh, thank you, sir. Thanks for uh, having me on. Sure thing. Um, before we get started, uh, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a cardiothoracic surgeon. I've been practicing for tw- uh, almost 28 years, and we oversee about five, seven different uh, healthcare systems in the United States and um, providing services for cardiothoracic surgery. Uh, then we also, I'm also the CEO, like you said, of uh, HPC International, which is an international company about 25 years in duration and longevity, uh, so to speak, that served uh, healthcare mainly with educational tools that help bring efficiency and to uh, drive compliance and to help educate our uh, uh, doctors and nurses all across the United States. Excellent. Well, today I wanted to talk to you about recruiting and retaining nurses. Uh, how big of a challenge is this right now uh, for the healthcare industry? Uh, it continues to be a major challenge, mainly because of COVID and the effects. It's gotten a little bit better than, uh, say, two years ago, but uh, it's one of the biggest healthcare uh, challenges uh, ever, and um, uh, and that's for every uh, um, every uh, uh, healthcare system, not just uh, uh, the big ones, but some of the small ones as well. Um, and uh, it's just an ongoing. Uh, ongoing uh, problem and it, with lack of nurses and uh, and there's a lot of different reasons for that leads to uh, uh, obviously the, the backbone of healthcare, not just doctors but uh, certainly nurses maybe even more so important in certain services that you can't provide uh, care that you can't provide um, uh, both inpatient and outpatient is 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 affected so it's a it's a major problem. What are some of the reasons for for this uh, this shortage of, of nurses? And then it's basically dating even before the pandemic, correct? Uh, yes, but it's uh, it got worse uh, during the pandemic. Um, it, it's a hard job. It's a, sometimes a thankless job as well. Um, um, the stress of caring for another person, the hours of this is recently changing COVID. If did if they did do if if if, if there is a, a silver uh, lining in COVID, one of the things is that nurses and their importance have been um, held to a high priority. So, but at that time, pay was not always the best. Um, uh, and this is the everyday cha- challenges of taking care of another person um, when you when you had your own families and uh, issues to take care of. So uh, that was one of the. Uh, uh, major issues recruitment has been a problem uh, retention is is always uh, been a problem and just the overwhelming demands of healthcare is it's uh, it's extremely um, uh, can be can be an extremely uh, a stressful job um, what's the current demographic makeup of the US nursing population uh, it's it's still mainly women um, um, that uh, make up most health care uh, uh, providers as far as nurses are concerned. 
there are more uh, men that are getting uh, that are becoming nurses, especially after uh, COVID. Um, there are more uh, uh, diverse-looking people um, as a result of the healthcare crisis as well. So that's going to change the demographic. It used to be um, uh, a certain demographic, but now it's uh, men, uh, um, non-white um, um, professionals that have joined the ranks. And that you know, it's been it's been a good thing to see that as well. Uh, people from uh, other parts of the country and other parts of the world that have come to the United States to provide healthcare uh, to uh, uh, to the systems. So the dem- demographic has changed, and but I, I think in a good way, in my opinion. Um, but a, a significant uh, number of the workforce is getting older, though. Correct? I mean, I think we've yeah, got yeah, almost twenty so percent or sixty-five or older, right? Right, so that's another change too, because you are seeing more um, younger folks enter into the uh, uh, the nursing arena, into the healthcare providing arena, um, and that has its positives and negatives. The positive is is that you know these people are young and vibrant and passionate. Um, on the other hand, uh, being a good nurse sometimes takes a lot of experience and a lot of years, you know, a lot of training, and that training. Um, um, that learning curve can be um, potentially dangerous if if uh, if, if not uh, if not done the right way. So on one hand, there's uh, a bunch of younger minds entering into the field, but at the other uh, hand, that good experience is gone. Uh, or it's, it's not as prevalent anymore, and it does take a long time to you know to get up to the uh, to the art of medicine and to, and to do it the right way you know you can only learn so much in a book uh you can only learn so much in a classroom a lot of it's taught uh by uh, uh learning in the field by experience uh, uh by other nurses working with you uh, so that's uh that has changed and that like it says some positive about that and some negatives about it um, so obviously, uh, recruitment is is a uh, paramount. What needs to be done to recruit qualified nurses? Um, well, a number of things, and it's a number of things that are going on now that, um, as a result of COVID, has taken a, a higher priority. Uh, you know, promotion awareness uh, type of uh, uh, campaigns across the United States, uh, job fairs that are um, uh, popping up almost everywhere. Um, increased educational opportunities uh, for nurses, um, increased perks like, uh, um, you know, benefits, higher salaries, retention bonuses, recruitment bonuses uh, are uh, truly uh, have taken a a major uh, change for the positive. What kind of depends on you talking to some some healthcare providers feel like uh, some of the nurses and some of these agencies are overpricing mm-hmm. um, nurses and and, and can't uh, and it becomes almost a competitive thing. You know, you have some healthcare systems actually taking nurses from other healthcare systems to put them out of business by paying those nurses more. Uh, so it's there's a there's a negative side to that, but on the positive side, from a nurse point of view, uh, that, that would be another benefit of. Uh, Another thing that's being done to uh, recruit uh, qualified nurses. Uh, healthcare systems are uh, working with different colleges and 
uh, different uh, nursing schools to collaborate uh, uh, to, to to help foster relationships so that at one time uh, after they're finished with their nursing career, they can actually uh, uh, go into that uh, healthcare system that uh, partnered with uh, uh, with the College of Nurses. Um, all sorts of uh, enhancements, uh, including diversity. You know, there's another uh, thing too. Let's look at different demographics. Do they always have to be from the United States, and do they always have to be this particular demographic uh, to help uh, recruit? Uh, nurses overall. So those are just a number of things that uh, are actively done, uh, but it's there is a, a negative side to it uh, from a healthcare provider, even though you may get a good quality nurse, it's become a buyer's, bar, uh, buyer's, buyer's market sometimes. There's mm-hmm. nurses out here sometimes that can make as much, if not more so than uh, some of the physicians uh, because of the, yes, because of the care, I mean, because of uh, COVID and uh, and 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 the burnout, you know, nurses have, after COVID and and looking at life and seeing uh, people die in front of your face and some of the aftermath with uh, some of the negativisms that have gone on in the healthcare system, nurses being verbally and, and physically abused, uh, 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 you know, not not sexually, but just you know, verbally or hit on and called names, and you know, who wants to who wants to live that way? So. That's chased a lot of nurses out, so you have to reverse all that by giving them uh, a lot of reasons to stay and to uh, to be a part of a, of a pretty stressful uh, um, but rewarding uh, career. And another uh, tool of recruitment is uh, onboarding. Uh, what what constitutes an effective onboarding program? Something that will truly make the nurse's life easy. <laughs> uh, a structured program where you know what you're doing every day. You have mentorships. You have educational path. You have clinical pathways that will allow you to grow as a nurse. You have mentors that can hold your hand. You have coaches that can coach you along the way. Um, just like any other job, you just truly have to have structure and a system that will, like a roadmap, so to speak, that if you do these things and we onboard you the right way with following this roadmap, you will become successful versus um, not doing that and onboarding um, the way it, it was done, not just with nurses, but with a lot of people in healthcare. Here, here's your job. Here's a two-day training thing and you start tomorrow or you start in one week uh, to truly uh, roadmap that, uh, that um, map to success. And then uh, give nurses uh, every tool they need to uh, to uh, be successful. Um, one of the things that um, you know we did, uh, HPC did, was to help one of the major institutions onboard uh, a bunch of nurses. Well, I don't think I'm at a liberty to say, but it's a major healthcare system in in, mm-hmm. in Florida, and we we help onboard. Uh, thousands of nurses uh, to a course that they had to take from not only making sure that they got the right registration, but getting them registered for the appropriate price. And and that really helped uh, the institution, but it also really helped uh, the nurses because they didn't have to worry about uh, doing it themselves because uh, our company, HBC International, did it for them. 
Uh, so it's it's all sorts of things that that can be done to make a nurse's life uh, uh, rewarding and easier. Uh, and I just named a few with regards to onboarding. But the most important thing I think is to have a, a roadmap of success, a clinical ladder, so to speak, to kind of show how um, how it can be done, how you can be successful, and then to have that constant mon- uh, coaching and, and mentoring to make that successful make that uh, nurse's life and their career successfully. Uh, how important is continuing med- medical education? Uh, critical. If you don't have it, you might as well close uh, the healthcare system. Uh, uh, medicine is truly always involved in what you read out of a book, a medical book one day will absolutely, uh, absolutely, I shouldn't say absolutely, but more, more likely to be absolute, obsolete in say a month mm-hmm. uh, or not as relevant. In one month. So, um, from nursing education to doctor education to uh, updates on the latest on what you should do and what you shouldn't do in the treatment of a patient is is um, should be based on clinical evidence and that's based on me- uh, uh, medical education. And uh, you know, without continual education, you you know you do things the same old way. And if we were to do that, and that just wouldn't lead to good outcomes for the healthcare system or for patients in general. Uh, healthcare systems, for example, could not even get accreditation if they didn't have proof of continual education. Doctors couldn't practice at the top of their game, or nurses couldn't practice at the top of their game if they didn't have constant sources of uh, up-to-date uh, medical uh, uh, education. Um, to uh, you know, provide the best of care is is crucial. Without it, you don't have uh, a viable healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Um, is the industry doing enough to attract new nursing students? Yes, yeah, I've just named a lot. I mean, it's it's probably the top priority for most healthcare systems uh, is to not only you know attract them but to retain them and going as far as even um, doing something we probably should have done a long time ago, looking at. Um, nurses as a whole, you, you, you have family needs, uh, babysitting, wellness, uh, child care. Uh, should we not uh, have a place where uh, uh, you can go work out in the middle of the day or de-stress in the middle of the day mm-hmm. um, or have your, have, uh, provide child care in the middle of the day? Uh, things that uh, didn't ever happen, uh, you know, at least when I was training, that's happening now. And that's uh, the health care's uh, um, true, passionate attempt to uh, uh, recognize what has happened and, and to uh, to make a difference. Because without you know without good Bible, smart, passionate nurses, you can't run a, a, a hospital. You can't run a healthcare system. You can't run an outpatient system um, uh, very effectively. Dialysis systems and uh, or centers, uh, um, rehab facilities are all run by top nurses and all that stuff is just as important as the inpatient hospital experience. By fact, I would think by the phase is equally important, if not more so, because, you know, the acute care can only do so much, take care of the acute problem, but the healing, uh, all sorts of things can go wrong. So the healing um, part of uh, healthcare is uh, just as important as the acute uh, uh, care taking care of the problem. Uh, and that's typically run by nurses. So, uh, you know, as you, as you mentioned, it's a it's a pretty huge challenge, you know, as far as recruiting and retaining nurses. But you you sound pretty hopeful that uh, the industry can meet the challenge. 
Yeah, not only um, I know they will. I know we will. You know, don't. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, we have no other choice. Yeah. And I think you know sometimes uh, you look at COVID and some of the bad things that have happened. It's um, and it was certainly bad. Um, but the silver lining is that it 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 allows us to kind of look at those. Uh, who uh, historically were uh, probably didn't get the recognition that they needed to get, uh, and that's changed, and that's changed for the good. So it will be uh, something that will be uh, uh, a continual challenge. But just in one year, it's 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 it's. I don't know the statistics, so don't call me on it. But in one year, I've seen a difference in um, from not being able to even perform certain high risk surgeries or even low risk surgeries uh, during COVID to uh, now not not having that to be an issue at all. And that's in part a lot as a result of uh, having uh, uh, nursing support. Well, Dr. Hudson, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. Oh, no problem. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you have a good weekend. Uh, thanks for having me on. That wraps up episode 93 of PSQH, the podcast. You can find more information about the show and listen to on-demand episodes at psqh.com. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Thanks again, and stay safe.